0: After France, jihadists are coming for you.
1: Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, your terrorist therapist. And yes, today we're going to be talking about after France, jihadists are coming for you. Now, some of you may be wondering what I am talking about, even though what I'm talking about is this... uh, the, these riots that threatened to destroy that did destroy a lot of France and went on for a week. But um, American mainstream media is not really covering it, even though, you know it it, it has practically uh, destroyed France. So I'm going to tell you all about it. and I'm going to start by, um, and the reason why they're not telling you is because they don't want you to know that jihadists are coming for you. So I'm gonna tell you all about it. And in this first segment, I'm gonna start by um, telling you some some spooky stuff, (laughs) real, not not a horror, well, it is essentially a horror movie, but it's a real horror movie. Um, The Islamic State, ISIS, is promoting migration to the West for the purpose of waging jihad. Now in the Quran, it says, quote, whoever emigrates for the sake of Allah will find much refuge and abundance in the earth, unquote. Uh, Following that, you know, going along with that, ISIS um, is providing security tips for planning travel to wage jihad. So for example, um, on June 14th, 2023, a pro ISIS Telegram channel shared an Arabic Arabic language post which promoted. Um, he, let me pronounce it correctly. Hij, hijra, um, which is migration for the purpose of waging jihad, and they offered tips for securing the route to um, the West uh, to wage jihad. And these tips included things like acquiring a stolen cell phone number and using it with two-step authentication, then also gradually changing one's appearance. And the third tip is contacting a facilitator recommended by reliable people. Okay, so I'm te- I told you this first in case you were in case you found it hard to believe (laughs) that there really is an active. Now, again, this was June 14th, 2023, a month ago, that ISIS has been giving these tips for travel to the West to wage jihad. Now, um, a video that is circulating, it's gone viral since the riots in France, um, and it is a a video made by Sheik Abu Taqi al-Din al-Dari. This video was originally made in 2019, but it is circulating now because of the crisis in France. Um, he made this, uh, what I'm gonna read to you, he, he said this during a sermon at a mosque. And in this sermon, he said, France will become an Islamic country through jihad, and the entire world will be subject to Islamic rule. Now, just a reminder, um, this, is the, this has been the plan of jihadists for over a thousand years. It's not really surprising. It didn't just happen, you know, start being um, encouraged in 2019. This is going back a thousand, over a thousand years, that this is the whole motivation for jihadists. To bring Sharia law to the West and to take over countries from Western Europe to uh, America, you know, in general, the West. Okay, so um, now, meanwhile, the the uh, authorities in France and in America and in general Western authorities downplay this this long standing. Uh, Plan to take over the world and um, through jihad, Um, and you know to make France an Islamic country, and then continue
0: on. So um, let's see. So this um, this cleric. it has said, and this is in the video that's uh, going viral online, quote,
1: it is said that, uh, and this is the translation, quote, it is said that in 2050, Muslims will outnumber French in France, but it is not these numbers that we are counting on to turn France into an Islamic country. What we are counting on is that Muslims must have a country that will bring Islam its guidance, its light, its message and its mercy to the people of the West through jihad for the sake of Allah. Um, Now this uh, cleric um, gave examples of times in history when countries in the West and Asia were ruled by the Ottoman empire, which he described as an Islamic state. And he said that the Islamic nation is capable of quote, returning to its former self,
0: unquote, and spreading Islam. Now this Sheik uh, Paki
1: al-Din added that, quote, the entire world will be subject to the rule of Islam in one of three ways. People will either convert to Islam, be forced to pay the Jiza poll tax, that's
0: the tax that infidels must pay, or be fought against for the sake of Allah. Okay, now, the reason why, you know, you still may be thinking,
1: oh, well, yeah, that's France and it's gonna take a long time to get to America and all of that. But um, just (laughs) listen to the current statistics here. Um, The FBI terror watch list in regard to uh, arrests at the southern border of the United States for 2023 hits all time record. In other words, terrorists on the FBI terror watch list are crossing the southern border in all time record numbers. Now, they, they calculated this in two ways. Um, the terrorists who were crossing the southern border between ports of entry and at ports of entry. So in 2023, in the fiscal year, which is only uh, according to their measures, they measured from October through the end of May, there have been 125 arrests at the southern border between the ports of entry by the Border Patrol. Now, that is higher than 2022, where there were 98, which itself broke, broke a record. Then in 2020, uh, 20, let's see, there were only three terrorists crossing. And in 2019, there was zero terrorists on the terrorist watch list crossing into America through the board southern border um, between the ports of entry. Now at the ports of entry it's the same um, same situation. Um, through the ports of entry and encountered by custom now <laughs> these are the people who were encountered by customs and border patrol but all of these numbers how, do you, how many do you think have gotten in terrorists on the terrorist watch list, have gotten in and weren't uh, encountered, so to speak, by customs and border agents? I mean, there are plenty of them, as you have seen, um, although the, the mainstream media doesn't cover a lot of this either. But there are plenty of them who are not encountered, who get through, who sneak through basically without any encounters um, with border and custom agents. So now in terms of who have been caught um, through going through the ports of entry, in 2023, so far, there have been 337 compared to um, in 2022, uh, compared to in 2021 there were only 157 so that's half so you know if you're if you were thinking like um you didn't have to worry because all that stuff um is in france clearly um it relates to america as well now in the next segment i am going to be talking to you about um the story that what happened in france that um this relatively minor incident that lit a flame you know to to all of the um rage that is boiling in france um th- they were just waiting for something it's kind of like a situation like george floyd Um, And I'm not saying that killing of George Floyd or that the killing of Nahel Merzouk, um, which I'm going to describe to you, is minor. These people died. But um, they unleashed, well, you know what it unleashed in America with Black Lives Matter. And in France, it was essentially the same kind of thing, except um, at least on at least as grand a scale, considering that France is smaller than America. Um, so it lit a match to all of the rage that had been uh, boiling under the surface. And I will tell you this story about uh, Nahel Merzouk, about what happened, about his mother and his grandfather, the policeman and so on. It's a really fascinating uh, and tra- tragic kind of story, tragic in terms of um, the number of people who were killed and I- injured and the number of damage and destruction and fires and looting and all of that that went on.
0: So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where we're talking today about
1: after France, jihadists are coming for you. Now, um, I'm gonna be telling you the story, how it unfolded um, into essentially a week of rioting, looting, fire burning, um, all kinds of of rage and destruction in France. And it started with the killing of Nahel Merzouk on June 27th, 2023. And it led to almost a week of destruction.
0: It was an orgy of rage and greed. So, um, Nahel
1: Merzouk was a 17 year old boy of Moroccan and Algerian descent. And he was shot and killed by a police, by police, a policeman in Nanterre, which is a suburb of Paris. Now, um, this killing lit a match to the um, unrest, shall I say, Um, of migrants from radical Islamic countries. And um, the the background to this is that in 2017, a law was passed permitting police to shoot at a vehicle fleeing a traffic stop if the driver was putting the passengers or passers-by at risk, which in fact Nahel was doing. Now the police officer is named Florian M. And he is now in jail, charged with voluntary homicide by a person in authority. Um, I will tell you more about what happened and um, you can decide for yourself whether um, he should be um, found guilty of this. Uh, Here's a clue, I don't think he should, but wait till you hear the the details. Um, Okay, so now Helmer Zouk, was, had been enrolled at the Lycée Louis Blériot, um, where he attended classes for only six months. He then stopped going to school, and he started working as a pizza delivery driver in Nanterre, um, again, which is a suburb of of Paris. Oh, by the way, just to remind <laughs> or to tell you, if you haven't heard my other um, podcast where I talk about how I lived in Paris. For approximately three years, and have gone all around France, and so I am particularly uh, upset when I see these images of the burning and looting and all of that of of France. It it went it went throughout France. Um, okay, so um, getting back to Nahel, um, his father left his mother before he was born, and now according to his family's lawyers. He did not have a criminal record, but actually he did, and I will tell you um, about that. He was known to police, in fact, particularly for resisting arrest, and he had been charged with resisting the previous weekend, resisting arrest the previous weekend, and five more times since 2021. Um, His judicial file included 15 recorded incidents. I mean, you know, how this lawyer is trying to say that he did not have a criminal record, he did have a criminal record. Um, He had 15 recorded incidents, including use of false license plates, which he was doing the day that he was killed, driving without insurance, which presumably he was also doing that day, and for the sale and consumption
0: of drugs. Now, now, after he, So he was killed on um, July, uh, I mean, June 27th
1: of this year. And he was buried on July 1st at a cemetery park in the Muslim section in
0: Nanterre. Now, um, let me, okay. Uh, when this happened, French President Emmanuel Macron, who I used to like,
1: I don't like anymore because um, he was busy partying with Elton John when this incident happened and uh, inflamed uh, countless people, who then uh, damn destroyed France. He was partying with Elton John. There are pictures of it. In fact, I I tweeted this. Um, And even though in France, uh, as in America, people are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Macron declared the incident, quote, inexcusable and unforgivable, unquote, and that it, quote, moved the entire nation, unquote. Now, he was only saying that because he was trying to shut down um, the riots. But, um, but obviously, that was an outrageous thing to do because it was um, not what French law uh, dictates. You know he's he is supposed to be even especially or even a police officer is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty um then the let's see the french police using union was up in arms criticizing macron for that for condemning this uh, policeman without his having had a chance to speak um the other politicians, uh, said that uh, it was excessive and irresponsible, and um, th- that, quote, the president is prepared to, to ignore constitutional pr- principles in a bid to put out a potential fire. Actually, there were real fires going on. Now, Muzuk's mother, um, Nahel Mazouk, Mer- I like to call him, we'll call him Nahel because that kind of makes one more sympathetic for him, um, his mother, he was only 17, but obviously he, in his 17 years, or at least the last uh, three or four years, he managed to um, create, uh, to to commit a lot of crimes. All right, so his mother called for, quote, a revolt for my son, unquote, on TikTok. And lo and behold, um, that is what she got. And his grandmother said that she lacked forgiveness For the police and for the government and the grandmother said quote they killed my grandson now they killed my grandson now i don't care about anyone they took my grandson from me i will never forgive them in my life never 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 yes and of course they're going to be getting (laughs) this um created a a gofundme um you know um call for for um Funds for the donations for the family and for the um, well, there were donations a fundraiser on GoFundMe. There there was one for the family of um, Nahel, and then there was one for the officer. And um, the they the they closed the one for the officer after it raised over one million six hundred thousand euros. And the support for the family uh, raised, or the fund for the family raised 200,000 euros. So clearly the public felt much more sympathetic towards the officer than the um, young man. I mean, except for the, well, (laughs) some of the public felt more sympathetic for the officer. The rest of the public was creating this uh, outrage and protests and fires and looting.
0: Okay, now, um, this is here's the real story. Okay, um, you know, t- t-
1: to hear his friends and his family tell the story, um, the police officer was totally at fault, and it was murder, and all and all that. But actually, the the, re- the way it went down was, um, he almost ran over a bicyclist and a pedestrian. And um, then he was finally forced to stop by two police officers. One of them leaned over to talk to him and he aimed his pistol downward into the car. But then Nahel suddenly accelerated the car and the policeman was still leaning into it. And that sudden jerk forward knocked the police officer off kilter and in a split second attempt to halt the driver, the policeman shot at what he thought was Nahel's leg, but when, which is where his gun had been pointed, but, it, but, when, the, but when Nahel moved the car forward, uh, it in, the bullet instead hit his chest. Now, um, the migrants from radical Islamist countries then just erupted all over France, there was a rampage, frenzied mobs in Paris, Marseille, Bordeaux, hundreds of other cities and towns were pillaged and destroyed. Uh, Stores were um, pillaged and destroyed as well as other parts of the town. And the stores that were chosen to be pillaged were the luxury uh, luxury goods emporia. Uh, on the Rue de Rivoli, as well as Apple stores. They picked the stores very carefully. The famed department store, La Samaritan, which I had been in, all of these places I have been in. Um, not the Apple store, but uh, in Paris. But, um, and then high-end sneaker stores, um, making off with armfuls of loot everywhere. They also attacked the sp- sp- sparros- the Swarovski you know the um, the uh, gem store the um, crystal store. It was emptied of everything. Also, thousands opt- opt- optician stores where they took thousands of pairs of glasses and they either took them or destroyed them. Uh, a computer and phone store, store after store were smashed um, to express the rage of these migrants and over the, over the death of the angelic Nahel. I mean, you know, that's how they portrayed him when in fact um, he wasn't so angelic. They torched many thousands of cars, hundreds of buses all over the country. They tried to burn down the largest library in Marseille, the Alcazar. And as they were doing all of these things,
0: you know, burning, looting, destroying, the mobs were shouting Allahu Akbar. Um, so let's see, some of his uh, his offenses, Nahel's offenses also uh, on his criminal record that the,
1: his lawyer is saying he doesn't have, uh, included, well, resisting arrest, I mentioned, not narcotics offenses, driving violations, driving with a fake license plate, um, he almost, in this incident, he almost hit a cyclist and a pedestrian um but instead you know all of these mobs decided to call it racism you know they didn't really hear what what actually happened they didn't want to listen to what actually happened the policeman wasn't trying to shoot him to kill him he was trying to shoot him in his leg to stop him from continuing to drive um so you know they were they're saying that this was an, an, an they're they putting the story um um the the narrative to be that this was a french racist cop killing an innocent young arab and so of course the only way to protest against racism is to burn down buildings set thousands of cars on fire steal iPhones computers etc um oh. now his grandmother said cops won't escape I'm going to slit the throats of those who shot my son. You know, all these words, they, on the one hand, she was saying, uh, there, she had, was quoted at one time by saying, uh, for saying, um, I'm only mad at this cop, don't riot, but then she was saying all these things to incite the riots. Now the cop in the meantime, he, had, he went, underwent a psychiatric examination at the Max Forestier Hospital in Nanterre. He was separated from his police uh, colleague, who you know he had stopped um, Nahel with so that they couldn't chat with each other, which is fine. You know, that's how you do an investigation. Um, um, and then of course he started being investigated. Now at the scene, um when when the investigation started at the scene. The police officers said that they heard the grandmother say quote the, in French, of course, but the two policemen will not escape my hands I will wait for them tomorrow is mutton day, I will cut the throats of those who shot my son. Uh, th- there is a terrorist who will catch them all so even she's acknowledging that it's the terrorists. <laughs> um, Okay, now, then they had a, they there is this fundraiser for the policeman. Now, the thing that um he is in jail, awaiting trial, and this has destroyed his family. His wife and child have now had to move because and live in fear for the rest of their lives because of the vengeful migrants. Now he yes, he got a a fund that raised one point six million euros. But um, basically it destroyed this policeman's life, and he was someone who has been cited for bravery. Um, you know, he he wasn't just any old policeman. He was he was had received many commendations for bravery. Now, here's another um, outrageous part of the story. The father of Nahel, who left the family before Nahel was born. Oh, he was never present at any point during Nahel's 17 years, right? Suddenly he appears and claims that he had long been eager to see his son, but quote, circumstances, unquote, including some of the years that he spent in prison, prevented this. He really wanted to see his son for 17 years, but he couldn't do it. He wasn't in prison for 17 years. Um, so now all of a sudden he's the loving, grieving father who arrived too late to see his son, <laughs> but just in time, what a coincidence, to try to get some of the money being collected for Nahel's family. That's the only way that he can soothe his grief. All right, we can stop here. Um, in the next segment, I'm going to talk to you about um, what it, it, part of this is called. Um, after the riots, like what France, what is going to happen, or what is happening in France after the riots. Um, Again, these riots started on June 27th, 2023, just recently, um, and lasted for almost a week. So this is, France is, you know, obviously in a lot of turmoil, even though the riots have stopped, but um, this turmoil is, is just beginning. So stay tuned. I'll also tell you about um, the next one. I'll also tell you about what's happening in Europe um, because of this and because of the same problem of um, uncontrolled migration from radical Islamist countries. But there seems to be a turning, this may be a turning point in Europe. And um, And then there are some really ridiculous things also that, I love to end on some kind of um, ridiculous parts, you know, parts of the story that just kind of make you shake your head as if the rest of what I've been telling you so far, isn't making you shake your head.
0: All right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the terrorist therapist show,
1: where we're talking today about after France jihadists are coming for you. Now, After the riots in France, um, there is a lot of turmoil, as I mentioned. And um, there is, you know, of course the French people who were at one time more welcoming to the migrants from radical Islamist countries um, are not as welcoming anymore because they're realizing that they are taking over their country. So now 71% of French back reduction in immigration. It's been it's been uncontrolled immigration. Does that sound familiar by the way? That's what's happening in America. Uncontrolled immigration. Um, And then 78% of the French want financial sanctions on rioters'
0: parents. I think that's a great idea. Um, Now in the figure in the French newspaper The Figaro
1: uh, it, it was said, quote, following a week of rioting and looting across several French cities, the majority of French citizens want stricter migration controls and sanctions against the families of those who participated in the vandalism. Um, yeah, the French government, listen to this, it's like the French government is still trying to say that the rioting had nothing to do with immigration. And, you know, at this point, the, the French people are not. Not t- not um, taking that anymore. Not believing this well, these lies anymore. They're mocking him. They're mocking the government, especially Macron, for these for, for saying these kinds of things and, and and thinking that the French people are going to continue to believe these things. Kind of like what we have in America. Um. And some seventy five percent of the French say that these rioters those rioters who have been convicted or will be convicted of crimes should have their French citizenship stripped. If they're dual nationals, they should be sent back to wherever they came from. Um, They're calling for a a tougher immigration bill. Um, And let's see, and they're tired, you know, I mean, the, the fact that these, these rioters, um, were Allahu Akbaring uh, throughout the, the the setting things on fire and the um, all of the, the horrible violence that they perpetrated. Um, you know, ex- there's no question where this came from, who these people were. Um, and there were 3,200 rioters taken into custody, which is actually better than what happens in America. Here, the rioters are just left alone. Um, let's see, many of the those. Well,
0: I mean, I have so much to tell you, I kind of tried to boil it down to highlights. Um, The faith in the French government is dwindling. Only 27% of respondents considered the
1: government's response to the crisis to be either good or adequate, which of course it wasn't, even though they they, um, sent out thousands and thousands, I think it was 45,000, by the end of police. Uh, but they really you know, had a hard time, went around for a week. So they had a hard time controlling it even with all these police going out there. So now uh, according to the polls, the main sentiments of the French population towards the riots are main three, uh, three sentiments, three kinds of things, three main sentiments. So one is confusion 77 people say that they felt confused by the riots. 84% said that they felt angry about the riots, and 89% have a fear for the future of France. Now the confusion um, is caused by the fact that in you know that that through all of this, um the French government keeps assuring them that this has nothing to do with the migrants from radical Islamist countries when, you know, they're calling Allahu Akbar, right? And I mean, no, it's the same kind of, um, oh, what do you call that? Um, uh, Gaslighting, it's gaslighting. And um, just like, you know, is not, just like is happening in America, for example, in regard to the borders being safe, and controlled when all of the terrorists on the terrorist watch list are crossing over into America. So um, the, the government in France doesn't mention you know, that it has to do with these migrants. Um, and also they're a- feeling angry, the 77% are feeling angry when they see that more than 1 billion euros of destruction, the 6,000 torched cars 500 buildings burned, thousands of shops pillaged and then set on fire. The offices of mayors destroyed an attempt to murder a mayor and his family. The famed Alcazar Alcazar library in Marseille was set aflame. Um, All of this destruction was inflicted upon French citizens despite the, the tens of billions of euros spent every year, towards these for these migrants by the government to provide housing, medical care, schooling, uh, family allowances, unemployment benefits, and more. And then the 89% who are fearful for the future of France I mean, that is why, you know, not only are they angry about that, but they're fearful for how there are getting to be more and more. There is this unlimited stream of migrants from radical Islamist countries. And if the um, in fact, there was a riot in 2005, which was bad, but not halfway as bad as this riot. And the more migrants who come, obviously, the more destruction there will be. And it could be ticked off. Um. Ticked off tipped off by anything. Um, For example, you know, if the um, if the policeman doesn't get in their opinion enough of a sentence, um, that could be another excuse for rioting, Um, or all kinds of other other um, any when you're looking for something to be an excuse, you can certainly find things. So now Um, What's interesting is that that was France, those percentages had to do with the people in France, the French citizens. Um, uh, But now also what's interesting is that there's a shift in Europe, not just in France. Um, Millions in Europe are shifting towards um, governments who are more concerned with immigration and um and and the the destruction that has been happening all along this was this was a a week of of um destruction but there really has been you know sort of somewhat under the radar i mean it's in the you have to look for it in the in the press and it's not really so much in the american press but there is a slow um th- there is destruction going on at a at a lower level at a personal level um mm-hmm all the time in Europe. So um, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, so there, they are, there, there is this backlash now against open borders because the people in Europe are wising up, the citizens, the, the, <laughs> the real citizens are wising up um, to what has been happening to Europe. And so for example, um, governments in Sweden and, and in Italy and Finland and Greece are now uh, people who have been elected into those governments are now more concerned with limiting migration. So uh, more than a third of the European Union's 27 member nations are now run by governments that favor halting uncontrolled migration, favor tackling crime, promoting traditional families and pausing um hated eu laws yes that you know they're these governments i mean it's it's more than a third of the of the 27 so that would be that would be nine um approximately uh are now the governments are now you know waking up and doing something to stop migration to tackle crime to promote traditional family values and to stop or at least pause the European Union laws that are aimed at forcing people to alter their lifestyle in order to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. I mean, the in Europe, um, the people who are the, the echo, the echo terrorists, I did a podcast on that, you might want to look that up. Um, the eco terrorists, especially in Europe, are, are out of their mind are, are really going crazy with what they're with what they're forbidding people to do. Um, And this all started with eight years ago, when uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel invited on her own, she just decided this, she invited 1.3 million Syrian migrants into Germany. And some who arrived were opportunists from Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, sub-Saharan Africa and the Balkans. Some were seeking a better life in Europe. Some were, they they were actually seeking a better life in Europe, but they were pretending to be escaping war and persecution. In other words, they were trying to get, um, to be allowed in because they complained about war and persecution from where they came from. And I'm not saying that there wasn't war and persecution there, but really it was to take advantage of German at that point, you know, and now it's all over Europe, hospitality, money. Um, Merkel at that time was saying, we can do it. And so, and I remember this. So smiling Germans took to the streets with welcome balloons for people who they believed to be genuine refugees. Now, that is what um, made the biggest uh, mark, you know, had the biggest influence in also having other countries, um, you know, welcome migrants, and um, who didn't all have, you know, uh good in, intentions uh so now now many people are in europe are realizing that they were duped and so um europeans are telling their politicians they want them to look at look after them first there's uh, soaring inflation there's energy and food prices that are rising um and they blame this Uh, They blame, also blame the high immigration on the rising crime, like duh, there are stories, um, not well publicized here, but I do research to find these, and there are always stories, every day I find stories of crime um, in Europe and in other, it's not just Europe, it's all over the world, um, by, uh, from migrants, um, who from radical Islamist countries. Um, in there, there's also there's gun gun crime, gang crime, gang rape, um, and so you know there's there is um, it, it's it's there. You can find it too on the internet. This is really happening. Anyhow, there's also Europeans are also finally waking up <laughs> to the. I've been saying this. If you look at my um, podcasts that go back years. I have been talking about this for years from the beginning about how um the the threat that we are all under europe america or the west is all under threat of new uh radical islamist terrorism new attacks and so they in europe you know especially after seeing what happened in france they are particularly uneasy that a new wave of attacks will soon break out. You know, there weren't attacks in the last few years because we were all in our homes because of COVID lockdowns. But now that people are coming out again, there are, of course, going to be more terror attacks because the idea is, you know, they want to, um, they want to attack where there's going to be lots of people to to uh, kill or injure. And so it has to be when we're on the streets or in concert halls or, you know, places like that. Now, here are the two things that are, you know, um, two stories that just, you you have to shake your head as I was saying before. Um, French President Macron, he is, because he doesn't want to say that it has anything to do with these migrants, he is blaming video games for the riots. Now, I have long um, said, I've testified before Congress about violent video games, how dangerous they are. There have been studies for decades about the impact of violent media. The more violent media you consume, and especially uh, video games, the more aggressive people become. Now, not everybody becomes a serial killer, but um, they may become more aggressive and show it by domestic violence or, road rage or air rage, you know, all of these things. And so yes, um, video games do uh, bring out aggression, but that is not, you know, if it was just about video games, it wouldn't have happened in response to this migrant family um, where the son was killed. Um, Okay, so anyhow, you know, he's (laughs) trying to uh, trying to get people to to look at so, lo- something else. Now the this is like the thing to take the cake. <laughs> there in France this just happened. Actually, this is uh, th- this ju- this news just came out yesterday. The co- a court in France. Af- so it happened, you know, after the riots right um, like 2 weeks after the riots, approximately a French court reinstated a Muslim migrant commercial airline pilot who had radical beliefs, quote, radical beliefs
0: approaching, approaching Sharia. Now, um, the story in,
1: um, the story in a, in a French newspaper is des fanatiques islamiques des avions de ligne. Ce sont des, des immigrés légaux, légal. Um, translated as Islamic fanatics fly airliners. They're legal immigrants. So that was what the court, um you know, that was the excuse that the court gave for why they um, are allowing this pilot, who, with admittedly radical beliefs, Sharia,' um, they're, they're putting him let, allowing him to fly an airplane again. Um, see, because some of these people do become French citizens. Um that's not the majority, but some do so once you become a French citizen, then you do have all these rights. Um, Now, <laughs> who said this, let's see, it says in this article, in this French article, quote, they are fanatics, but are there legally, you can't tell them anything. They supposedly arrive to do the jobs that citizens don't want to do. That wouldn't be an airline pilot. I'm sure there are lots of French citizens who want to be airline pilots. Then their children who arrived with family reunification have other children who become citizens by right of the soil in France at the age of 18. Then they start to become policemen, politicians, and airplane pilots. And you can't stop Mohammed, an Islamic fanatic, from becoming a pilot because our insane Anti-discrimination laws forbid it, and then we find them at the controls of Air France planes. Now, um, this was a, a, a Franco-Algerian Air France hop pilot has been rehabilitated. They say um, <laughs> rehabilitated by, the, in other words, have been has been allowed again to fly. Um, by a government tribunal, a, a, a government, an administrative tribunal. Um, now, let's see, they're not telling his name, but um, he works for um, Air France on uh, an Air France hop pilot, meaning this is a, a, a pilot
0: who does, um, he 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 works for a com- the company on short flights, hop
1: flights. Um, anyhow, you know, does this bring to mind anything to you? Now, oh, oh, listen to this, this judgment allowing this pilot to again fly, even though he has all these radical beliefs was made June 29th. Now, what did I say was the date that the um, that the that Nahel was, was shot? June 27th. When did the riots start? June 27th. Then this this court gives this pilot back his license to fly, even though he has these radical beliefs, on June 29th, two days later, the riots are going on in France and this court allows this pilot to fly. I mean, like what more has to happen before the government realizes that, that Something has to change in France. Now, you some of you may be thinking I'm Islamic phobic, or these things that I read to you that came that were written in French newspapers and so on are Islamic phobic. But and if you dare to, uh, if the people in France dare to complain about all of these things that are going on, taking their money for all you know, being given money um, to to support them. Um, being allowed to fly, <laughs> um, being uh, you know it, it, these you know if 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 people it's it's all of these things that I just talked to you about um, that are happening because of the overwhelming number of is of of migrants, of radical Islamist migrants who have been welcomed into these countries: France, Germany, all Belgium, England. UK, um, a lot of countries in Europe, um, it's, it's, you know, it's too much already, and, um, and, and they're realizing that this was a mistake, but now in all of these countries, there are hordes of these people who are really out to commit jihad, Allahu Akbar, and all that now, and, as, and remember what I said at the beginning, I mean, it is not a question, they are not hiding it, ISIS is having all these things going online, getting people to commit jihad, France and then the rest of the West. Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist
0: Show. I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, your terrorist therapist.
1: for kids.com terrorism the number four kids.com i'm dr carol your terrorist therapist
0: thank you for listening to the
1: terrorist therapist show on renegade talk radio with your host dr carol we hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer more resilient and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror you can also check out past shows on renegade talk archives for more insights